Welcome to the Smoke Pit. As many of you know, we recently took a bit of a jaunt over to the Poland-Ukraine borders. Joining me today is my compatriot who was with me on that journey, Abbas Heider. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I am fantastic. Uh, thank you for being here. You are the CEO and founder of Espeto Inc. Yes, I am. Uh, so you've been listed as Forbes 30 under 30, uh, Inc. 5,000, top 1,000 fastest growing companies in uh, the U.S. You've been in all kinds of fancy magazines like GQ and Forbes and stuff like that. What are you doing slumming it with the likes of me? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We've had fantastic guests on this show. Very prestigious pedigree. <laughs> but uh, I got a call from you asking if I wanted to go to uh, Ukraine on about two days' notice. And uh, <laughs> we, we put that trip together. And Espeto facilitated uh, the movement of a large amount of medical supplies over there. And it was quite the experience. Uh, well, Dan, most of our trips are spontaneous. And uh, you will soon learn that the next trip we go on, that's probably going to be a 24-hour notice. <laughs> well, uh, I have passport and will travel. <laughs> so Just carry it with you at all times. Yeah, so it was... Uh, it was quite the experience being over there, and uh, we, we won't talk about it too much, but um, you know, w what was it like for you to be over there and kind of see firsthand uh, everything that was going on? This was my first time going close to a war zone, and I had never been to a refugee center before, so this was quite an eye-opening experience just seeing the pain in people's eyes and people who had everything and lost everything. Yet, there was still a little glimmer of hope in their eyes. You know, you and I went to that refugee center that was a mall turned into a refugee center. And we still saw kids running around playing and people had their own little boundaries, uh, you know, built with pillows and comforters and blankets around their cots like that was their own little you know home so it was extremely sad to see everything but just seeing that they were that they were still willing to live and go through that and continue to move forward yeah you are absolutely right it definitely made me very thankful for the life that i have here uh, it was a bit surreal because the uh, day we were taking off, we got the report that Russia had attacked uh, a city about 40 miles away from where we were going. And it was kind of, we had that moment where we looked at each other and we're just like, we're still going, right? Like, we're, we're still doing this? Well, I had that comfort that you had your military background. So I remember, uh, I think uh, my business partner called you and said, you know, take care of a boss if shit hits the fan. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I feel like we we were able to navigate very well. It was, it's kind of funny because I had to update my uh, my press pass, and by no means is this a legal document like a passport or anything. But showing that at a few of the military and police checkpoints that we went through kind of uh, greased the wheels a little bit. <laughs> I remember the the first check uh, checkpoint we got stopped at, and I showed them the U.S. passport, and they were like, "Nah, not good enough." Yeah, like, luckily what, what we had this? the press pass. <laughs> Yeah, and so we were able to uh, to navigate, and you know, you are absolutely right. It was very very humbling to see that. Um, thankfully, there were, you know there was a large international effort uh, to to help the people that were there. And you know, you've mentioned uh, potential trips in the future. I know we've discussed Yemen and kind of like the Oman border and stuff. Uh, but Espeto has done a lot of charitable giving over the years, 
And we've spoken before a little bit about kind of the the philosophy. So uh, Espeto's had a, a great amount of business success. And so kind of what inspired you to transition uh, that uh, into charitable efforts and giving back to not only our local community, but also spreading the um, the goodwill kind of around the world? I mean... That could be more of a philosophical conversation. What is our purpose on on this earth? You know, it's um, a lot. Anyone can live for themselves, Dan. You know, waking up in the morning, doing your nine to five and coming back, you know, going to your soul cycle and spin class and then, you know, hanging out with your friends and going back to sleep and doing this all over again. I think that at every every once in a while we should ask that question what is our purpose and i think that it is extremely important to give back to the community i think it's extremely important to spend time with uh, people who are less fortunate to truly understand and be grateful for what we have um so this isn't to feel great about yourself this is actually to truly understand your purpose is and and to be honest one thing i have experienced is that the more you give the more uh the more it comes back to you uh you know multiple folds so i don't think anybody has gotten poor from giving away too much and i know on the long journey to the poland ukraine border not only the flights but then the the fair amount of the driving that we did up and down the border uh you told me something that was very interesting from the Imam Ali that everyone is either your brother in faith or your equal in humanity. And that struck me as very powerful because I feel that too many people focus on the differences between uh, each other's beliefs and each other's cultures and backgrounds. And I feel like we should spend more time focusing on the similarities and being able to help each other. Absolutely. I mean, we, at the bottom line is we're helping out humanity. When we were at the border of Poland and Ukraine, I remember getting all these DMs and comments from people that were just that were just hating me for not talking about Yemen and not talking about Iraq and not talking about Afghanistan because, you know, I'm a Muslim guy born in Pakistan, moved to the U.S. at a, year, a young age and somehow abandoning uh, my faith and my people. But at the end of the day, you're helping out humanity. I mean, if you could go back and ask any religious figure in history and ask them, hey, uh, we've got, you know, people that, you know, look different than us. Should we not help them? What do you think the answer is going to be? So the bottom line is you're helping out humanity. And yes, we should talk about other things, but that does not discount the fact that we are going out and shedding light on a crisis. And I think that the whataboutism... Uh, that is very prevalent in today's society actually kind of sets the the um, the bar a little bit lower than it should be when you're absolutely right when you try to shed a positive light on one thing instead of people saying like hey that was good how can I help a lot of people are focused like oh what about this and it's just kind of it it's a little defeating sometimes when it's just like you, you can't please everyone dude Dan I've gotten hate messages hate mails from people basically targeting me for providing body armor to law enforcement and military. Wow. And it's just like, just because they assume that I am doing it 
for the enemy or, you know, I'm, these are the people that are targeting me or whatever. But that's not how it works. First off, people need to understand that I've spent more time in this country than I did in Pakistan, and this is my home. Yeah. So stop thinking that, you know, I am not an American. Yeah, like you, uh, you gave a commencement speech at your alma mater not too long ago. I did. And it's just kind of like the, the idea that, uh, you know, if, if you have you know, some sort of scruples with the way that uh, things go on in this country, like you need to be part of the conversation to change it. And at the end of the day, providing life-saving equipment like body armor, that's not hurting anyone, you know? It's saving lives. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You think the, the police are going to be uh, more friendly if they don't have body armor, you know, that if people are... <laughs> are not being able to protect themselves, do you think they're going to be nicer in their in their interactions? Absolutely not. And so, yeah, I think that some people just have emotionally based and charged uh, reactions when they see things versus being able to take a step back and say, okay, I understand this is coming from a place of emotion, and is my comment going to help or hinder my argument if I'm coming at somebody aggressively? I agree. And so if we were to... Say, like, uh, we were to, to set out a roadmap for, you know, Espeto and uh, not only the things that you do from a professional aspect, but then also the, the charitable efforts. Uh, what does the future look like for the company? Well, one of the things that we're doing uh, in partnership with Pop Smoke is uh, every month uh, we have set aside a certain amount of uh, money where we're helping out, you know, certain number of veterans or law enforcement military uh, service members so that is you know that's something that's going to continue on and every every month it's going to be something different you know if it's we're paying past due bills or you know uh, what was yeah you guys hired a a professional resume writing service and uh, gave away 10 to, to veterans who are looking to to get back in the workforce Absolutely. And actually, that's one of Espeta's goal. Uh, as we grow, my goal is to um, hire veterans. Yeah. And you guys have, have done so much already. Like you um, have put out the, this newly designed uh, Mach 5, the female body armor that the Air Force uses for all their female defenders. Uh, because of the, the research, you guys worked with the Air Force uh, to design these things. And the research has proven that... Um, that ill-fitting body armor not only shortens the uh, longevity of a service member's career, but then also hinders their quality of life after they leave. So, you know, the the body armor perspective, the technology things you guys are doing, the uh, community service, it just kind of seems like Espeto just all around encompassing is kind of like a force for good, not only for the military, the law enforcement, but just trying to have that responsibility to, you know, leave things better than, than you found it. I think because everyone at Espeto truly believes that personal growth is more important than professional growth. And it is not about money. I think money is the byproduct of, um, of our excellence, uh, just be good at being good at something or being great at something, right? So in our case, it's we're trying to gain as much knowledge and become an expert in various different fields We've got a great team together, be it body armor, be it cybersecurity, logistics, engineering side. Everyone is an expert in their field, so we're not just trying to cut corners and make money. We actually want to excel in that in that industry. 
which leads to us just making better products and providing better services. And I, I can truly attest to that. I have uh, spoken with, with people, actually. I, I believe uh, we had uh, a member of uh, a SWAT team uh, from Randall County who he came on the, the show and talked to us a little bit about. The, the episode was um, uh, Good Guy with a Gun. That was the episode. Uh, he actually uh, was wearing some Spetto body armor uh, when when I first met him out at the range. And so, you know, to hear the, the feedback from the people that are actually uh, utilizing the the body armor and the products and the services that you put out there, that's got to be super rewarding. Uh, I know you guys have heard me talk about this before, but Aspetto was the first bullet-resistant clothing line in America. Uh, and there was actually, uh, there's actually been saves where people have been wearing your products. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were out in austere, uh, remote uh, locations uh, on behalf of America and her interests. And, yeah, they, they were wearing Espeto products, and it actually uh, saved them uh, from being shot. Well, they were shot, but <laughs> it saved their lives. No, absolutely. And I think the I remember the first email we got from the Department of State. This is a few years ago, and uh, we had just delivered over a 1,000 ballistic tank top-style T-shirts. And within a month of us delivering, we get an email from the Department of State saying, there was an undercover agent who was shot three times with a 9mm mini Uzi, and he survived unharmed. We can't give you any more information. And I'm pretty sure I cried, and then I called up Rob, because we, we were such a small team uh, back then that yeah. we were packing the t-shirts together. We packaged them up. I think we were a team of maybe four or five people, and uh, we made sure all the shipments went out, went out. That was our first big contract. And uh, just that feeling that, wow, you made that product and it saved someone's life and they got to go home. Yeah, that's uh, gosh, I, I can't even imagine what it would have been like to, to get that the, the very first one. Uh, do you think that the the longer that you've been in, in this service industry, uh, do you do you feel like uh, your the way that you approach problems and the way that you deal with things has changed from when you first started you know i know you mentioned that you were there packing things by yourself and now that there's been so much growth and now that you've gotten more emails like that now that you've seen more of the uh the impact that you're having do you feel like your approach has changed well i think the the reaction that we have is has not changed uh i think last year we had a guy who was wearing our ballistic suit who was shot and uh, he sent us a picture of, uh, of a little bruise, and he's like, even the bruise went away after two or three days. So I think the reaction was the same. Um, as far as you know, us growing and how the approach has changed with, I mean, I think the biggest thing that has changed in us is uh, being able to handle challenges uh, and stress. Um, I will tell you that you know, little things don't stress me out anymore. And uh, I think one of the issues that I have in relationships is when uh, when a girlfriend or a girl I'm talking to, when she brings up something that is should not be stressing her out or it would stress out any normal person. Yeah. And she brings it up and I'm like, 
is that really a problem? Because I'm right now dealing with multiple issues, multi-million <laughs> dollar issues. So let's not. But I mean, that just would make me sound like a total dick. So I have to pretend like I, you know, I care and and, and it makes sense. And, it, you know, why she's crying about it. Yeah. I remember this one girl. I'm sure you do care. I do just, care. But this one you gotta girl. You got to remember perspective, you know. Absolutely. I remember this one girl I went on a date with and she started crying about her dead rats in a lab. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, at this point, like, I'm dealing with, you know, trying to get this contract out on time. I'm dealing with investors. I'm trying to raise money and all that stuff. But, you know, you have to show compassion and you have to say, yeah, you know, dead rats. That's (laughs) (laughs) No, super sad, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and, and I do care about rats and I do care about animals, just so you guys know. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the idea is that you form your, your personal attachments to the, the things that you're doing. And in that same vein, are there any misconceptions or anything that you hear that kind of gets under your skin about the industry or contracting or anything like that? It's, it's not so much industry or, or contracting. I think there are some misconceptions in business. Um, and it's it's not again. It's not even that it gets under under my skin. It's uh, anytime I I come across those, I try to you know correct those or try to tell people that's not the case. It's you know when people have a business plan, right? And they they're so rigid with it. You know, hey, this is the business plan I came up with, the thirty page business plan, and that's what I'm going to stick to. And I always tell people, you know, it's okay, like to change your business plan as you grow. It's okay to embrace change. And and one of the things I like to say is if you don't change, you become MySpace. Mm. You know, as much as we complain about Facebook changing their interface and user interface and changing their features and everything, but that's what keeps us hooked on it. Change is good. So one of the things that, you know, I think embracing change is important in business and the misconception that you come up with a business plan and you're stuck with it. And that's what you should be doing for the rest of your life. Absolutely not. I mean, as you're growing, you're starting to see more opportunities. You're starting to see things clearly. And that allows you to pivot and take those opportunities. And if you're not doing, if you're not changing, that means you're not growing. And uh, is that kind of the the advice that you, you give people? Is that the first thing that comes to mind when you know, people come to you and ask you for, for business advice about starting a business or being an entrepreneur or investing? Well, the first advice I'd give them is, yeah, go ahead, you know, register your business. Mm. Uh, you know, some people are waiting for that perfect idea. And, you know, Guy Kawasaki, he was an evangelist for Apple, and he he used to say that, you know, don't go for perfection, just ship. And I think it's very important that once, just because even if you think that you want to start a business, go ahead, register the business today. When you register that business, that will be enough motivation to take the next step. And then that will be enough motivation to take this the next step after that. So I always tell people, if you're thinking about starting a business, go ahead, reg- go online today and register it. And after that, Again, don't wait for the perfect idea. Whatever interests you a little bit, go ahead, start it, because I guarantee you it's going to change. I started for a few weeks when I started Espeto out of my freshman dorm room. I was a, I was a T-shirt line. Most people don't know about this. I, it, was, uh, it was a T-shirt line for a few weeks. And then I was like, you know, 
Wait, I work at the men's warehouse. I know how to sell suits. Let me go ahead and start making suits. I, I had an import-export company in high school, reached out to my connections overseas and brought some suits in. And from suits, I got into bullet-resistant suits, tactical industry, logistics, engineering, digital media, you know, missile defense system now, cybersecurity, and, and, and I've actually kept every single one of those divisions. Our suits are still sold around the world. Our armored suits are still sold around the world. Our tactical, uh, we're one of the top DOD suppliers for body armor. We still have logistics contracts. So, I mean, and, and, and I think it actually helps me because it, it keeps things interesting. During the day, um, we're not just focused on one division or one problem. I will be handling with you know, buyer, I'll be handling buyers from New York for, for fashion. And then I'll be handling buyers on the SOCOM side, completely different market. <laughs> so <laughs> they, uh, they probably both use about the same amount of product and hair gel. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so looking back, uh, is there anything that you would have told yourself, um, to, to give yourself some sort of guidance or to avoid any pitfalls when you were first starting out? Think big. Uh, I think that, you know, back when I was starting out in, again, 2008, freshman year, if I had gotten into space, if I had told myself that I want to put a satellite in the space, freshman year of college, if I had said that to myself, I guarantee you that 13 years later, if I had stuck with it, A, I would have already put a satellite in the space, but B, my company would be worth a lot more valuable. And the mm. second thing is you're worth as much as you say you're worth. So when I pr picked up my first investors, I think I should have valued the company even higher. Mm. So now, uh, please feel free to tell me if this is uh, something we can't talk about, but judging from what you were saying, it almost sounds like you're trying to put a satellite in space now. Fuck it. I'll say it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> really? I I have told myself that in 2023, Espeto will have a satellite in the space. So, wow. Um, yeah, we're uh, working out the logistics right now, the functionality, and working with the engineers. I'm working with, I mean, to be honest, you know, building a satellite is not the costly part. <laughs> yeah. It's the ride share. It's taking the satellite up in the space. That costs more. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, uh, you know, I, I gave myself this goal when I knew nothing about satellites or space. <laughs> but I told myself, you know, I was going to do it. And every time I've put uh, get, given myself that kind of goal, I've, I've always achieved it. And um, I love the fact that, you know, w Rob and I were, were, uh, were, were the uh, owners over at Espeto. Uh, we're we're the two board members. We've actually bought back some investors, uh, so it's just we're the decision makers. So we can come up with the craziest ideas, and just go after it. And and somehow, surprisingly, our team is always behind it. I love them for it. I mean, these guys, uh, you know, I, I think in our last teams meeting, um, uh, what was it Tuesday? I told them that, you know, this is what we're doing and, uh, you know, the plan is uh, to start focusing on space and no one even like had any issues with it. It's like they were, they expected, <laughs> like, yeah, of course you're going to go to space. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> that, uh, that, uh, that, that definitely sounds like you guys have um, uh, a fantastic way 
to keep yourself grounded, although the idea is uh, up there in the cosmos. Dude, we're having fun. That's yeah. the best part. It's like, you know, I, I get to meet interesting customers, interesting partners. Just the other day I was talking to the president of um, this company called Worldview.Space, and they're d- focused on space tourism. Oh, In wow. 2024, they are taking passengers, like regular civilians, up into the stratosphere, 23 miles up, where there's they're going to see the darkness of the of the space and you know the the curvature of the earth wow so dan you're gonna get a call within 24 hours <laughs> like hey dan you got your passport <laughs> yeah great now i can never sleep with my ringer off ever again <laughs> and speaking of which and this is a little off topic i don't understand how there's flat earthers out there because it's just like if you really doubt it just like get one of your buddies who's a doubter and then just have them just like fly to Europe and call them and be like, hey, is the sun out? <laughs> like, it's really that simple, you know? <laughs> Dude, I stay away, far, far away from conspiracy theories and all that because I always ask mm-hmm. people, people that really believe in conspiracy theories, is how is it affecting your life? <laughs> Does it affect your paycheck? Tell me, because then I will spend some time on it because if it's yeah. affecting my paycheck, you, oh, know, yeah. you know, but... Who cares? I mean, to be honest, like if someone says, you know, no one landed on the moon and, uh, you know, that was all fake. It's like, okay, and? Yeah. Like, how does that affect me? <laughs> how does that affect you? <laughs> the uh, the funny thing about that is um, I feel that if there's no other uh, way that you can convince somebody, just the mere fact that China has third party verified, although begrudgingly, third party verified the fact that we landed on the moon. Like, if there was anyone out there that would, like, benefit from hating on us, it would be China. And, like, you can go out there and look, and they're like, no, no, no. Like, we confirmed it. Like, their lander's on the moon. Like, we pointed a satellite at it. We, you know, we had somebody double-check with a telescope. Like, it's there. (laughs) Yeah, well, we're about to get some hate mail after this episode goes up. (laughs) Surely not. Everyone loves us. Well, um, you know, we we, I know you're very busy. I I appreciate you taking the time to, to join us here. Uh, where can we find you on social media? Well, I love to travel, and yeah. I came up with this name long, long ago. It's Travel Like a Boss, Travel Like, A-B-B-A-S, on Instagram. And uh, now I can't change it because once they verify you. Oh, soft flex. <laughs> you can't, exactly. <laughs> you can't change it because I'm afraid they're going to realize that they shouldn't have verified me. <laughs> and then they'll be like, nope, can't do it again. <laughs> well, um. <laughs> everyone please make sure you go check out uh, Abbas's travels uh, he's been to some fantastic places uh, also uh, at Aspetto on uh, various social media accounts you can check out all the fantastic things they're doing check out www.aspetto.com uh, to, to see more about the products and services that they offer uh, is there anything else that you'd like to leave our listeners with before we head out listen I love entrepreneurship I love helping people out in business so if if anybody, uh, especially our veteran community, if you're starting a business, you need any advice. Uh, I'm I'm not a I'm not an expert. I'm not a guru, but I have fallen a lot, and I have uh, I've lost money. I've fallen a lot. I've made a lot of mistakes. So at least I can help you not make those mistakes and uh, maybe guide you through some of the uh, you know some of the hurdles. So please reach out to me, DM me, whatever you want to do. I'm here to help. And um, 
you know, I thank you all for your service. So that is uh, one way that, you know, I'd like to repay. Well, thank you very much for joining us. We, we really appreciate the insight and the, uh, the, uh, the colorful conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, fair winds, following seas. We'll see you next time here in the Smoke Pit. Hey, before you take off, make sure you check out FieldSeeds.com. They have expert reviews on optics and firearms, limited seating, and with each review, one lucky winner will take home the item being reviewed, shipped to your nearest FFL. So make sure you check out FieldSeeds.com. Also make sure you check out Operation Community by Gruntstyle. They are highlighting community heroes making a positive impact on those around them. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review and tune in next week for another great episode and check out popsmokemedia.com for the latest news and updates.